Attention seeking behavior. With Casey Costa. Da -da 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 -da. What's up, Mr. McAllister? I made it. Welcome. I'm alive. Yeah. I got this for you. Oh. I know. Aren't I the best? I took it from my own stash. <laughs> nice. Thin mints for the win. Thin mints for the win. For the yeah. win. Just let me finish this up. All right, there we go. How was uh, how was last night? Oh, it was fun, man. It was a good time. Uh, just going over there to that that uh, dance club. I kind of. Um, I don't really. I, I don't know if it's really considered a dance club more so than it is like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was like an entertainment space yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, like They'll have concerts. And I guess they had a wrestling event in there or whatever. So, but uh, last night it was a dance club, and uh, it was funny <laughs> to me because I'm like, oh, this is a dance club in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. All right. You know, there's a uh, there's we used to have two, and oh. then one of them closed down. There's one right on Phillips Avenue, so about sure. a block away from from Icon. So Icon's gonna get a lot of publicity in this. Sure, I'm done. I'm done. So uh, called Pave, and literally, like you, if you and I walked in the Pave, we would go, "Oh, yeah, no, we need to be in nursing homes." Like, <laughs> well, that's how I felt last night too, because I'm like, I don't understand anything that's happening here. So, but I stayed a lot longer than I thought I would, and it was probably not a good idea. But, uh, but here I is, ready to roll. Hey, well, good times. Well, uh, yeah. this is also the earliest show I've ever done. What? Yeah, it's usually Thanks, like man. 10 I or 11. Am, I am honored. I was like, if anybody could take an early show, it's definitely it's gonna be the count. old day. It, exactly. He gets up at three, anyways. That's true. Your body's like, it's time to go and do things. Yeah, that's what my grandfather used to do. He used to get up at like three in the yeah. morning. Like, get the paper, read the paper, make a bagel, go back to sleep for two hours, wake up at six. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't get how your body, the, the rhythms change in yourself. Like, now it's time to get up for whatever reason. Like, I, there's nothing open. Like, why am I getting up to go do things? And right. Like, the only thing that's open is Walmart, and I don't want to be there at 3 a.m. Yeah. Nothing good ever yeah. happens. What is it? What's the phrase? Nothing good ever happens after 1 a.m.? Yes. I mean, it's 100% <laughs> true. It's 100% true. So, I, I broke my leg uh, about 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah, I got a titanium rod put in my in my left Yikes. leg. Yeah, I got a go-go gadget leg, as I like to call uh, it. And uh, one day after surgery, and I'm still in the cast, I couldn't sleep for the life of me. Like, the drugs weren't working or anything, uh, and I said, Awful. I need to get out of this house. I've been cooped up here for a week. So I literally drove to Walmart at 3 a.m. in the morning and just drove around on a scooter. But I wasn't big enough to, like, make the scooter move. So I had to sit on, like, a phone book in order to push weight down, enough weight oh, down damn. onto the little ass button right, to make right. it go. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. They really want you to walk at Walmart. All right. Get in your steps, everybody. Work it off. I mean, have you seen the people in Walmart? They need to. Right, I have that bit where I'm just like, I feel like I'm a Channing Tatum or a Brad Pitt when I walk into Walmart. You oh know? yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm yeah, not. At least funny. I'm not the guy in the rubber duck pajama pants and high heels. You know? That's funny. That's a good bit. That's a good bit. <laughs> so, uh, thanks again for for coming on and 
uh, I don't usually do an introduction. We just go right on into sure. it. So it makes oh, sense to me. Why do we need introductions? The six people who will listen know sure. the show already. So. They're probably the same people who listen to mine. So, yes, you're right. My parents listen to your show. What? <laughs> That's amazing. Casey's parents listening to my show. It's real. I always get text messages from my stepmom. She's like, keep doing it. I love it. I'm like, she's uh, the best moral support ever. Good. I, I uh... I forget who I was talking to last night about like just comedy and podcasts and everything, mm-hmm. and I'm like, essentially, you need to realize that you're never going to make money off this thing. Like, right. It's, I think it's pretty rare. Like everyone thinks they're going to be like Rogan or Marin or whatever. And I'm like, wait, I'm not. It just it just isn't going to happen. So you have to. <laughs> well, in your mind. So you just have to realize like, um, what can I get out of it? And it's the. Your fun, your enjoyment, uh, learning some editing skills or whatever interview skills, and then you go from no that. editing skills. I just me too. Put man. it all together, yeah. and just like record, <laughs> stop, <laughs> submit, and, and then there we go. And submit's not even the right word either. So that's how sure much it I is. <laughs> but that's you know, because uh, uh, so many people will. Uh, these are the posts that I hate the most that that I see on social media. Like, hey, if I do X. Would, would you, you come listen? out? Yeah. Or, yeah. Would you come to the show? Would you watch? Would you listen? And I'm like, just do it. I think, do it. You know, over the last, and you make a good point because over the last year, I've really felt that um, we as comics aren't advertising our shows anymore. Sure. You know, it, I felt that when when I first got into Facebook or Twitter or whatever, I was yeah. like, hey, I'm at Rookies. Hey, I'm at Bosses. Hey, I'm at Wackos. Sure. Hey, I'm going to be at Acme in Minneapolis. Right. And that much is like, it, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm at Helium now with Jeremy Thibbon. <laughs> yes, do you want to talk about that? <laughs> we can talk about that. But uh, I feel that now, I think maybe over the last year, it we've gone away from that. We're just like, I don't give a shit anymore. Well, <laughs> again, for people on our level, it's the realization of, I know I can't get people to come out. Right. I've always said that if you've been doing comedy longer than a year, you, you're not going to be able to bring people out. It's until you get to a certain level, whether you get like a TV credit, mm-hmm. you're on a show or a movie, and then it's like, oh my, you're famous now. You're, f- <laughs> you're funny now. And then, you know, I'm like, this is the this is same, same jokes yeah, I was exactly. doing like six months ago when, when you were like, no, I'm too busy. I can't get got got kids. kids. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm going to get up in the morning. And, you know, I, I also realized too, like, I get Wednesday at nine o'clock is not optimal for a lot of people to come right. out. Right, they're at so. church. That's the <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of Wednesday churchgoers. I'm like, yeah. why? Why put another day in the week? To, uh, well, to you do know, all for the Lord. We're doing Lord's work here. <laughs> but it's so, to me, it's like, you know, I'll, I'll post stuff. Yeah. And then I'll be like, you come or you don't, whatever. Right. You know. Right. Yeah, because you, you were saying that yesterday when you were talking about your podcast, the Elemental Podcast. The Elemental Podcast that uh, your parents listen that to. That my parents appreciate listen to. Them. Thank yep, you. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to put an extra link in the in the bio, so <laughs> just in case they don't have, they're not subscribed yet, they oh, can right, subscribe. Right. Uh, but you were telling me that, and just doing it for for me, it's kind of cathartic in a way, right? Yes. Yeah, and, yes. and that's kind of what I feel like. Uh, I really enjoy talking to entertainers or, or just talking to these people who are are doing something different with their lives yeah. and just waking up, going to work, feeding the kids, going back to bed, you know, right, right, and right, doing right. that. It's, right. We're going out there and we're sharing poetry. We're sharing, you know, sure. laughter or, yeah. you know, maybe it's paintings or drawings or musings and things like that. And I, I just think that's really cool. And how did we get to that? 
point where, where did we say like I don't know it's I always knew I was a class clown mm. and I think it had a lot to do with my parents divorce you know? sure just like, a little bit of trauma in your life yeah you know mm-hmm. I'm like hey I'm just gonna be funny yeah, yeah <laughs> yes this is this is how I compensate with it, my grief or whatever oh mm. it, yeah like uh, sometimes my wife give, sometimes my wife gives me a lot of crap is that like it, we had a, uh, my grandfather died uh, three years ago oh, boy. Uh, in the uh-huh. summer. Uh-huh. And it was really, really tough on me. Sure. Um, but uh, I went to his funeral and I came back and I immediately had to start joking about it. It was the uh-huh. only way for me to, yeah. to get over it. And now I've like accepted death, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Yes. You know, yeah. because of that. So, where was it for you when you said. I'm a comic, oh, or I'm going to be a comedian. Wow. I mean, we've got 94 years to go back. <laughs> I am fairly old. Um, I don't know if I can remember that far back. You're I, like my um, oldest friend. <laughs> wow, Grandpa. <laughs> I am your Grandpa. I don't know if you knew that or not. I missed you. <laughs> um, boy, what, I don't know when or why I did start doing comedy. I... Uh, was living in Buffalo, New York. Okay, that, that explains being a Bills fan. Uh, yeah, that's Bills, Bills all day for life. Um, and I was, uh, I have a master's degree in social work, so I was doing oh, the yeah, social yeah. work stuff. And I was at an agency uh, doing foster care, mm-hmm. and I hated it. Hold on, wait, how did you get into that? Like Social work? What, yeah, what, what made you say, you know what? Uh, misguided <laughs> I, youth, I want to be de- I, I want to be depressed. I want to be poor. You know, some things never change. Still poor and depressed. Ah, but you know, I wasn't enjoying the job. And then uh, Buffalo had one of those. Every every town has one of those like entertainment rags of like this is all the stuff that you, these are the shows. And I know here's that one venue. And here's an ad for a strip club. You know that 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 kind of magazine. And uh, I was going through it. And this was all pre-internet. That's how old I am. And you I said, am, I want a job at the strip club. <laughs> Should have. And the comedian came, and you know, he was performing on a Wednesday night, and he got the free buffet. And I was like, Motley oh. Cruz, girls, girls, girls is going by like, after every punchline. Like, he's like, you can open up for me. I'm like, all right. But it was, uh, there was an ad for uh, the local comedy club, and uh, they were teaching classes. Uh-huh. And I'm like... Ah, this is something. This is something different. And for me, it was just kind of, it wasn't the realization of like, oh, I can go be a comedian. You know, it wasn't that. But I'm like, all right, I'll go. You know, it was like on a Sunday for five weeks or six weeks or whatever the hell it was. And uh, I took the class and it was fun and it was different. I don't remember a ton about it. And that's, uh, and that's the best part is because I don't think comedy can be taught. Right, know? right, right. I'll tell people I don't think it can be, but you can teach like, uh, stage presence, yes. stage mechanics, the, the terms, the vernacular, like, you know, mm-hmm. what's a tag? And I think if you were to ask everyone in this room, they would go, it's the thing on your shirt or whatever. Right, you know, right. not, they don't know what a tag is in comedy or callback or things like that. And you say everybody in this room, we are in a hotel lobby yes. eating area. Where they're ten feet away from children, which feet. I don't think I should be. Um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> but but I took so I took the class, and then I was like, okay. And then um, uh, at the time in Buffalo, there was a couple clubs, but the, mm-hmm. there was no like open mic scene that I was right. aware of. Because again, this was pre-internet, so if there was stuff. I didn't know about it. I couldn't find it. So nothing ever really happened with it. How old are you pre-internet stuff? Uh, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm about 102. <laughs> Jesus, Gandalf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you shall not pass. 
this comedy class. Um, <laughs> I uh, so I ended up moving. I left Buffalo mm-hmm. and I moved to Atlanta, and okay. I was down there for a hot minute. Yeah, and then I moved, Atlanta. Atlanta, and then I moved back to Michigan, where I, I currently live for yes. a job. I, I took a job at, uh, as a therapist in a psych hospital. Okay. Which was weird as shit. But, um, so I was there for a while, and then uh, the, there was a comedy club in Grand Rapids called Dr. Grins. Yep. And they would do shows Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I would always go to the Thursday show because it was half the cost. Same comedians, half the price. Yep. And they would do an open mic on Thursdays and uh, before the show. And uh, for well, that's all the $5. To, that's a way to warm up the crowd, right? That's the way to get them going, baby. <laughs> let's get this bad karaoke. Let's get karaoke for bad comics going before the yeah. <laughs> feature headliner. And it was always a mixed bag. So right. open mics could be a mixed bag. Of like, yeah. oh, this guy actually has some chops. And this guy is a lunatic that right. should be locked up somewhere. Oh, my God. Isn't it crazy how... It, it, you're like, that's not a joke. Right. <laughs> you're like, you're just kind of ranting. <laughs> exactly. You're mad at your mom for some reason, and you're yelling the C word. <laughs> so, Why did you have to drop the N word? <laughs> I am amazed at how many people think they can say like racial slurs like that, and they think it's like art or whatever. I'm like, no, nah, man, you just, you just wanted to cease to say the N word or whatever. <laughs> you just wanted to see the reaction. You just said it for shock. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, nobody likes you anymore. <laughs> So I, w- I would go to the open mic and I would watch these guys and my, my opinion was like kind of just what you said of like these people were not good and mm-hmm. I was like oh I'm better than this right and we all think uh, we're better than right <laughs> we, we're all we all think we're the next big thing or whatever right. and uh, so I'm I got I, I put there was t- let's put the rubber to the road here man and I did and I was pretty good I was you know I wouldn't yeah. say I was killing the scene but I think comparatively to what was getting up there. I was better. Right. And so then I just kind of caught the bug, and because I was going anyway, like people recognized me. I was like, every town has like that weirdo who's at like every show. Right. And I was that weirdo. Right. But then I decided to be, well, I'm going to be a different kind of weirdo and actually get on stage. Yeah. And um, it just kind of, it, it kind of hooked me. And then um, the guy who was running the show, the house MC, his wife was the manager. Uh-huh. And they're like, yeah, we're moving, we're moving to California, man. We're packing up, getting the hell out of here. You want the job? And I'm like, okay. So then that's how I became the house MC. I was there forever. And then that just rolled into me meeting a ton of people every week, right. me being invested with the media in the Grand Rapids area. Yep. And uh, it was super fun, and that's that's it. It's as simple as that. Well, I, but that's such a different story than what we're used than to most people hearing. here. Yeah, sure, you know, sure. Like I told you is like, I I always thought I was funny, uh-huh. you know, in yeah. school. Like my friends never thought I was funny. <laughs> and okay. the the two that listen to this, <laughs> no, but I never or they never thought I was funny. They would always go, "Casey, shut up, stop, yeah, relax. just stop. You're being mm-hmm. an idiot," you know. And then I remember the first time I went on stage, I opened for David Nickerson. Okay, yeah, yeah. I know David. Yeah. So uh-huh. that, it, that goddamn Chuck E. Cheese bit yeah, yeah. is uh-huh. so good. Or and his uh, what is it? The Price is Right on mushrooms. Or? Sure. <laughs> so you're St. Louis guy originally? Is that no, it? no, no. I wasn't. So uh, uh, I started my comedy career in St. Cloud, Minnesota. What? Yeah, Rum Runners. Yes, I have performed at Rum yeah, Runners once. So, uh-huh. um, I won a competition at. Uh, I won a. Uh, I won like a, a, what do you call it, a battle of the bands type thing, okay, just like sure. a talent show, talent right, show, um, right. and somebody from Run Runners was there and basically said, 
hey, we do comedy. Would you like to open? Would you like to be like the host? And I went, yeah, I can do that. Would be fun. I, let's let's do it. And uh-huh. uh, I went on. I did my eight ten minutes and bombed. Uh. Just bombed. It's a good feeling, man. Oh my god! I got off and I thought it was the greatest feeling in the world. I thought I killed. You know what? <laughs> right. But like, all my friends were coming up. They're like, "Hey, it's all right, man. It's, it's not. It's not for everybody. Right. 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 <laughs> they were trying what are you to. Talking about? They were trying to get me out quick. Uh, it's not for everybody. Straight destroyed. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're not gonna be a Dane Cook. Like this right. was at the like the height oh, of Dane Cook. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I just kept going back. Uh, I went and uh, I got offered a spot on a Battle of the Bands. Uh huh. You know, and uh, I I was told I was the best part of the battle of the band. Nice. And I was like, I'm just talking, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, um, uh, and then I got Mississippi Music Fest, so I got to I got to be right in between Atmosphere and another band. Huh. I can't remember the other band, but uh, I got to do 15 minutes while they were all setting up. And sure. So I right, basically right, right, came right, out right. on stage, and I remember the first thing I said. I went. Well, this is familiar, and like everybody's paying attention to what's going on around me besides yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> like just like high school all over again. Boom, boom, got him. Like uh-huh. I'm in. Yeah, but uh, it, ever since then, it's just progressed and progressed and progressed. Yeah. That it, comedy's just always been there, and now like now my friends go, okay, yeah, we get it. We get uh, it. We sure. see it now. Sure, <laughs> that's kind of a weird way of getting into it too, man. Yeah. I'm just like doing some weird contests, and yeah. it's just right place, right time. Yeah, t- I'll tell everyone too. So much of comedy is just showing your face. It's just right. being there, and then people recognize that you're there, and then they acknowledge the fact that you're a person who tells jokes or whatever. Right, and, and there you go. So even though you may just you're just there, it yeah. all works out. It's how you get spots and you meet people and network and like it's what you do at this fest of just like you go to everything, right? And you hang out like even if you're not on shows, you go to the shows, right. you watch people like, oh, you live in San Diego, I live in Michigan, and then the person from San Diego's like, I'm never fucking going there. And then like, <laughs> I understand completely, and then you go your separate ways. So. And then I told you, I'm like, I gotta get on Laugh Fest. I'm gonna do that next year. I want to come to Michigan. <laughs> yeah, Michigan's the best. So. I've never been to Michigan. Really? No, I've yeah. never been to Michigan. I've been all over the the greater Midwest area. Yes. Like one of my favorite. Um, one of my favorite places to be is, or to perform is the Looney Bin in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Nice. Never been there either. Ne- oh my I goodness. It yeah. was a fantastic room. Nice. Fantastic room. I've heard the Looney Bins are fun. Um, yeah. And so that was, that's the only Looney Bin I've ever been to. Cool, man. And it just kind of got on by half a chance, you know, and it, it, it's how it awesome. works. So while you were working at Dr. Mm. Dr. Grins, Dr. Uh, Grinnies, the dumbest name. People go, how to get that name? I'm like I don't know. <laughs> Name that before I showed up. Do, do people uh, really ask you about? It's like he went. He went to medical school. And he got his medical degree, and that's just Dr. Grins. <laughs> he's. he's yes. They say laughter is the best medicine, laughter so he got a doctorate in it. I guess. I, I know it's dumb. He's a PhD. No, I, most, most comedy clubs have dumb names like Looney Bin. Like right. to be perfectly honest, it's an awful, right. awful name. But whatever. Uh, wackos was. What, yes, yeah, wackos. I mean, every comedy club does Acme. I don't even say it's necessarily dumb as it is. Like, okay, I remember watching Acme on you know Looney Tunes. I right. Get it. Right. Um, I, I wish that they would just be like. The comedy club of Sioux Falls, or whatever. Right. Uh, this is very simple. Uh, this is this is the comedy club. This is what I'm going to get, and this is where I'm going to see it. Or you know, so there right. you go. But 
No, well, we need Dr. Grins. So while you were working at Dr. Grins, yeah. you actually started like a late night talk show, didn't you? Oh boy, that was uh, way, way after I started. But yeah, I, I did a thing, it was called a Tonight Tonight with Stu McAllister. And I was the second host. It was kind of like, uh, I was the Jay Leno to Johnny Carson, I guess, or whatever. Okay. My buddy Andy Bledsoe is the yep. one who started it, and, and he ran it, but then he... Uh, Real life things got in his way, became more important. Uh, like job, job, and school, and he was married, and all this stuff. And I'm like, I get it 100%. Mm-hmm. But I was like one of his, uh, for lack of a better term, staff writer. Like we helped write skits and monologue right. jokes and everything else. And so we were like, we don't want this thing to die. And then uh, all the people that we were doing it with, none of them really wanted to be the host. Uh-huh. And I think it made most sense it made more sense for me to be the host so i just popped in and uh it lasted um a little over a year i think we did did one a month and then um i loved the show i loved writing for it because it's completely different than stand-up yeah like the sketches and and the monologue jokes and all that right um but then it just became uh difficult dealing with the venue like, yeah. I wouldn't say that things ended poorly with the venue, but I just never felt like the venue supported the show as much as it should have. Because it was a you know, Monday night. And, uh, well, I, that, I mean, that's also the weird thing, uh, or the interesting thing about comedy is that, you know, you've got, like, a club or, or even some sort of non-traditional comedy club, yeah. and you want to, to do... You want to do these different things, like an improv group or you know, yeah, a regular uh, show. Karaoke night. night. Yes. Um, venues are always looking for well, how are we going to get how are we going to get fannies in the seats, man. Yeah, people to come in and pay and all mm-hmm. that. Uh, we don't. We don't. They don't understand that hey, this is an outlet. Sure. You know, they they're always looking for that dollar. And I mean, right. I get it. It's a business. You got to run that right. way. But I mean, I wish there, like you said, was more support and opportunity right. for for us to continue to be creative and try and find our voices in the comedy world yeah. whether it be through a tonight tonight show or an improv uh, or an improv um uh show or an yeah. improv uh, story uh, all the way to being a stand-up comic yeah you know? so yeah that's really really cool to hear though uh i'm i'm still just very interested in in you being a therapist and uh, sure. being a counselor uh, I think yeah that, like was 25 the, years 25 years yeah. so when, I'm 102 so you know right. <laughs> holy it's shit you got into it like when you were 74 yeah that's when I started man. <laughs> or I was 77. Like, my life needs a huge change so, it's just one of those things. I went, I have, uh, I went to undergrad for sociology, mm-hmm. and no one in the world knows a professional sociologist. They don't exist. Right. So then it becomes like, what am I going to do with my life, right? Sociology was always a weird class, too. You sure. Know, uh, now, when you were taking your class, did they ever have you do a day where you broke the social norms? Shit. Again, so long ago, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm getting senile. I don't remember college too well. Well, I, I remember taking that class, and they were like, okay, we want you to go to the mall and walk backwards all, all day. Be goofy like, or be, yeah, just odd. You know, the, yeah. The, maybe. Maybe we did something like that. I don't remember, I, though. I always just thought that was weird. It was like, you know, all you're getting is just, you're not getting like a... 
a real reaction. You're just getting a, this guy's being an idiot. Yes. You know, it's, yes. I don't think walking backwards is breaking a social norm. Or Not really. Like that, or like, putting your clothes on backwards or something stupid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, dumb. It, I think maybe it was a way for them to go. Not doing anything illegal. Right, right, right. right, right. <laughs> like, go to the mall and try and sell drugs. You know, like, no, that's normal. <laughs> like, Brandish a knife and threaten people. Let's see what happens. And when you go. buy your Starbucks, yeah, 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 <laughs> call yeah. them a racial slur. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, uh, there, legitimately, I felt over the years that there needs to be someone at a college who is just there to punch students in the face, who has like, degrees like sociology, philosophy, psychology, all these relatively worthless degrees, and just go, are you sure you want to keep doing this? Yeah, whammo, right in the face. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, whammo, right? You know, it's, it's just dumb. So uh, I worked for a little while after I graduated, uh, you know, social work type positions. I worked mm-hmm. in like, group homes, things of that nature. And then I realized that if I wanted to uh, move up in that world, I'd have to go back and get my degree. And so I did. I went and I got my master's in social work. And, uh, you know, that's how I became a therapist. I worked in psych hospitals. Uh, It sounds like we're in a psych hospital right now. It does. Somebody Um, doesn't know how that feather waffle's done. But I I love that we're in a a room with all of comics. So you're you're here in Sioux Falls for the Snow Jam. So what are you thinking of it so far? I like it. You know, I mean, I came here because I've already been to Sioux Falls. Right. And uh, yep, that's how we first met. That's how we met. And and I uh, enjoyed the city, and I enjoyed the scene, and uh, I was like, you know, it's been I don't know what three, four years since Rookie Close, something like that. Am I wrong? Is that too far? Yeah, it's been about three or four years. Yeah. Oh, so you know, and I'm like going, uh, here's an opportunity to come and do a fest, and and I know Mm -hmm. uh, Dan. And uh, um, Nate. Nate, yes, it's too early in the morning for me to remember names. It's only uh, eight nineteen. Diker, Dikers, I'm old though. <laughs> and uh, so I was like, ah, let's do the fest. And the good thing about this fest too is they put you guys up. They put up the comics, which most festivals are submit money. You're in now. It's all on your own, baby. You know, transportation, their hotel, right. your feeding, and, and everything else. So I mean, there's investment in it. Right. Uh, in every festival, and you have to decide is the investment mm-hmm. worth, worth it, it for you. And for me, it was, yeah, you know, I'll come. And then they're offering a class, that sketch class of Kevin McDonald. I know, how and, cool is that? Yeah, it's super cool. And like, uh, I mean, that costs money for guys to do, but I'm like going, I will uh, do it because I'm not paying for my hotel. And mm-hmm. I would easily pay $100 for a hotel. Right. So I will throw that money to the class, and then I get to meet him and sketch writing something I am interested in. So why wouldn't I do it? So another opportunity to do something. Because right. my shows were over. I, we, everybody got two shows. I, yep. I blew my load last night, did two shows. <laughs> and so now what am I doing? I'm just kind of hanging out, right? So, yeah. So let's do the class. Hey, you're just secretly hoping somebody gets sick. Right, right. right. Oh, no. Uh, no someone's no. afraid of the snow and they won't go outside. So I am amazed at how many people that uh, we've been driving around who are from much warmer climes of San Diego or Atlanta yeah. or whatever and they're like I don't know how you deal with the snow Yeah, and I'm like this is May weather right now baby this isn't this anything is- really. <laughs> so we're just driving let's I, go I just got back from the Bahamas last Ooh, week you know, you know right and uh, we left uh, 
the day after a horrible, horrible blizzard here, mm. where it shut down parts of the interstate. We were flying out of Minneapolis, and I was nice. like, well, we're not going to fucking make it. <laughs> like, yeah. I go, yeah. well, this sucks. We're not doing Disney, I guess, anymore. Right. And then, uh, well, we got there, we came back, and... I guess when we came back, there was, like, a couple of snow flurries, but as soon as we came back, it was just like, you thought you could get away? Right, Fuck right. you, motherfucker. We're still here, bitch. <laughs> this is Sioux Falls, motherfucker. It has been dumping down ever since we got yeah. back like this. We got seven yeah. inches on Sunday. Woo-wee. Yeah, I know. Like, I can't even tell my wife that she's getting seven inches. <laughs> Hello. Save it for the stage, Casey. Save it for the stage. But, um, that's that's also one of the other things that I admire about you too, Stu, is that you you go up there and you do you. Uh-huh. You know, you're, you're not anybody different. Like I'm talking to Stu McAllister, who's also Stu McAllister on stage, yeah, which yeah. is good. Yeah. Um, I like you would always uh, like your Facebook post would be like, open with a bag of dick jokes or something, <laughs> <laughs> like crushed it, like. Right. <laughs> I'm like, that's right. awesome, right. because I'm like, that's true. He did open with a bag of dick <laughs> Right, right. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> you know, I've, I mean, you'll you'll see some people on stage, and, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not the kind of person of, like, be genuine or whatever, but you can tell me, that's not really you. So, I mean, unless you're going for, like, a real character, you know, like Emo Phillips, or even yeah. someone as simple as, like, Larry the Cable Guy, and you've kind of Thank established some things. Thank you for ad- acknowledging that, because I have to tell people here, I'm like, that's Larry's just a character. Larry. Yeah, 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 Larry's yeah. not Larry. His real name is Dan Whitney, <laughs> yep. and he's a very smart human being, and he kind of uh, caters and or panders to uh, much lower level people, and more power to him. That's right. all I'm saying. You know? No, and well, that's the that's the other thing, too, is that people will, uh, like, especially here, they love that blue collar. Sure, I get it. Down yeah. home, yeah. Kind of southern drawl kind and of stuff. And there's nothing wrong with there that, everybody. There isn't, and I like to, to tell people, I'm like, you know what? I go, it's not my yes. cup of tea, but more power to the guy and much respect for Foxworthy, for Engvall, for um, Ronnie White, Ronnie White mm-hmm. and, and Larry, or well, to, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> to go out there and make a brand for themselves on a goddamn catchphrase. Yes. You know, just say, here's your sign. Yep. You might be a redneck. Yep. They call him a tater sap. Thank you. So it, yeah. it's like, while the, the setups, the premises, and things like that just don't do it for me, yeah. I can respect sure. that they went out there and made, you know created a monopoly out of catchphrases. They uh, and even um, Jeff Dunham, the same yes. thing. You yes. know, when I say the, the, the puppets, mm-hmm. what is he famous for? Right, right. Silence, yeah. I'll kill you. You know, yeah, yeah, and you're like, yeah. okay, cool. It's but it's the same thing every every time for me. It, it's like there's nothing different. It's like I don't know where the creativity is, and yeah. I, again, it's not a slight at them. It's just I'm trying to figure out like. Is that how big I want to be? You know, how right. do I, how do I, what's my catchphrase? Or, you know. <laughs> yes. Is I it that uh, yeah. I open with a big old bag of dick jokes? Yeah. <laughs> Here's some dicks for you, buddy. Hold on tight. I, I would, you tell me if it happened for you. I know it definitely happened for me. Yeah. My taste in comedy changed dramatically from when I first started or even was just like a fan of comedy right. to like what I am now. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved that blue collar comedy stuff when I first started because it was kind of like new, it was fresh. Like, yep, oh my yep. god, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> and now, like, 
I don't think I would go out of my way to see any of those guys. Right. You know? I mean, and again, like, if you see them, great. But for me, my taste has changed. It's just not working for me. Yeah, it, I agree with you because, like I said, while I have a respect for all comics because we're going up there and we're doing something that 90% of, you know, the human race doesn't want to do. Sure. You know, sure. people would rather die than public speak. <laughs> right. You know, that doesn't make sense to me. And I wish some of them who got on stage would die. <laughs> so it's weird how it works out. Same here. It's the people who aren't afraid of public speaking are the ones that are coming please, up and you're like, please die. just die, please. Die on stage <laughs> I will die choke you with the microphone cord. <laughs> Correct. But, uh, yes, I've noticed that, you know, um, I, like I said before, is being a kid, I always said I thought I was funny and... You know, it's. I wanted to be. You know, I wanted to be a basketball player. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be a director. I wanted to be black. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know, I didn't get to be any of those things. But then all of a sudden, I found this voice in, in high school where Dane Cook came out and was kind of the the renaissance for for comedy, this right. resurgence. Yes. And I went, that's it. You know. Uh, yeah, and I followed Dane throughout his career for a while, and then I, as I started writing more and being on stage, I went, Dane doesn't do it for me anymore. Right, you know, right, and yeah. like I like these individuals like Berbiglia and Mulaney. Mm. Um, I love Daniel Tosh because it, it feels so real, and he just says that what th- what we're thinking. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, so I like people like that. Sure. Um, I love the. It's also hard to say like who do who else do I enjoy because I enjoy individuals like you, Stu. I enjoy oh, sure. you know, like. So you're saying non-famous, well, I, sort of funny comedians. Right. I, exactly. <laughs> like I enjoy them more because we're yeah. all in this together. You know, yes. it feels like this very close-knit community. Yeah. Know, sure. Uh, that it's like oh yeah okay I know you know jeez uh, I'm just trying to think of uh, I know Jimmy Schubert. Yeah, Jimmy's great, man. Jimmy's fantastic. Uh-huh. I love Jimmy Schubert. I think, I, I think his comedy is some of the best. Yep. Pete Lee, absolutely. Oh yeah, good old Pete. 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 <laughs> Pete's straight crushing it with his Tonight Show sure. appearances. I, you know, and I love Pete. Like I'm Pete when he was married. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And his comedy then is so much different than it is now. Yeah. And he's he's gotten so much better. Right. But I love Peely. Peely is like one of my favorites. It's great. Chad Daniels. Chad Daniels. <laughs> like, I'm giving all, all these, time. I'm naming all these people that we've worked with, you know. Yeah. It's but they're they're my favorites, you know. Sure, yeah, I would say club comics are, are yeah. probably mine, you know, and they're people that you may know, like maybe they have a Comedy Central or a late night spot or yeah. Netflix or something like Burr. Segura, yep. Yep. a guy that I, I met recently, I, I knew of him over a year, but Nathan McIntosh, yep. I would encourage people to search out Nathan. I, hopefully he's going to be the next kind of big thing. Love the dude. I think Cy Munson is good. Amundsen, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I like him. Son, yeah. uh, he's Nate Abshire. He's great. <laughs> he's too fat. I'll, I'll tell that to his face, dude. Man. I, I'd like you more if you were less uh, fat. Nate, if you're listening to this, you are fat. <laughs> He's living in his van now. Did you know that? No. Yeah, he bought a uh, conversion van, and uh, he's converting it into living quarters. Very so cool. That's what he, yeah, he showed it to me. He was in, in Grand Rapids a Getting month or two ago. Getting one of those ago. tiny homes. Uh, the, yeah, on Micro wheels. homes. Yes. Micro, <laughs> micro machine homes. To, to me, yes, a micro machine home. That's funny. He's uh, dedicated to the cause. Of, that's cool. 
I am going to uh, not have rent, I guess, mm-hmm. and I can just go and drive gig to gig and live in my own place. I don't have to get a hotel now anymore. And I'm like, that's great, man. I just, m- me, myself, I couldn't fucking do that. Right. I wish I could, but I'm, again, I'm 102 years old. Exactly. I can't I had to wheel live in down a van here. down by the river. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I, there's still a level of comfort that I need. Right. So, but that's that's great. I love it when I hear guys, they're kind of throwing caution to the wind, sort of. Like, right. Yep, fuck, let's see what happens. And, right. You know, Dave Stone, did you know Dave at all? Uh, no, I don't think I have. The name sounds familiar, he, but he, I don't think I've worked with him. He right. was, uh, I don't know if you know the Beards of Comedy, but it was four, oh, yes, four yes. dudes. It was him and Andy Sanford and uh, why the f- why the f- I'm seeing his face. Yeah. He opens up for Gaffigan or Joe Zimmerman. Joe Yo, Zimmerman. Zim- I love and, Zimmerman. And uh, uh, Young. Um, why am I blanking on his first name? But it was the four dudes. They were the beards of comedy, and they've all kind of gone off and done, been relatively successful on yes. their own. And uh, Dave was the guy who went to L.A. The other guys went to New York. Because Zimmerman he, now opens for Regan. Yes, yes. Opens for Regan a whole bunch. And, you know, he, he, Joe's had his own late-night spots and yep. headlines clubs and stuff. And he's a dude who should be bigger than he is. You always wonder, why isn't this bigger than he is? Yeah. It's just, you know, for whatever. But he, um, Dave used to open for Rory Scoville at the time. They were big buddies. And then he just started living in a van. And they, there was a little, if you Google it, you'll find it. But there's a little documentary on Dave in his van. And huh. I, this is me making my meals, and this is where I live, and I got to go find different parking spots. It was spots that minimalist on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Fucking Marie Kondo or whatever her name oh is. My go, God. go live in a van. Like, I'm not doing that either. These right. tires spark joy because <laughs> they yeah. get me to my desk. Yes. So uh, it's the dedication to the cause that those guys have of like, this is what I'm going to do. And the, the, there's a lot of do it yourself guys you know, with these tours, and they aren't just necessarily doing clubs, they're doing. Mm-hmm. The strange like improv venues or it's a music yeah. venue or here's a strange hall I can do on a Tuesday night and they go out and they hustle and I'm like I don't really have any interest in that either, but <laughs> I'm glad you do man that's that's uh, that's wonderful. So, wonderful but when it comes down to it do you want your own late night special or do you want your own late night spot yeah yeah, yeah it would be I, like it. I think it would be you know, it's well a, guess what Stu like, no, what the fuck <laughs> Conan. Um, I, uh, it, it's one of those things like, yeah, everybody does. Everybody would like to be on Conan or Colbert or whatever. And it's just, you know, it's a, it's a badge of I, I still want to be on accomplishment. Leno. Leno? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I want to be in Carson. Um, so, you know, yeah. And it, but it, it's strange to me to talk about how there aren't any late night spots that do it anymore. Like, that your life has changed. Right. right. Like Carson was the thing back in the day. And again, it was because it was only Carson. So right. You do your spot, he invites you to the couch, the next day, you're, you're working everywhere. Your calendar's full for five years. Right. Nowadays, you're like on cold bear, and everyone's like, yeah, I never saw it. I didn't see it. Right. Like, ah. Yeah, people so, have, yeah. It, it goes back down to the different tastes. Different tastes. Yeah. And saturation, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's... Uh, like I said, Pete Lee was on Tonight Show like six times this year. Yeah. And I, I can't say it. I mean, I can say it. I didn't see any of them. But I know it was amazing for him to do that. Because yeah. you're in front of millions of people watching your show. I'm like, oh, my God, I love Pete Lee. He's great. Yeah. So it's Pete Lee. Pete Lee. Yes, Pete Lee. <laughs> so, I mean, I'll tell people, I would love to just be on Bob and Tom. A radio right. show that it's on the way down, but it's still in like <laughs> two, it's still like 200 markets or whatever. And is it here? Right. 
Is it in Sioux yeah, Falls? Yeah, it is yeah. here. See, so. So we, I, I don't want to say how long it's been here because I recently discovered it here. Oh, okay. Right. Right. You know, so sure. uh, to say how long it is. And I've been here for 11 years. Okay. I know that, like, uh, I recently found it. So sure. maybe I just wasn't looking in the right and, place. Maybe, and, and maybe they came in. It's a syndicated yeah. show out of Indy, so who right. knows how long yeah. it's been here. But to me, that's it, that's one of those things of, like, a ton of people listen to that show. It isn't my cup of tea, but I know a ton of comics who kind of made right. careers from it. And they, they do Bob and Tom do tours. You, have you, I think it's Peely who was on Bob and Tom when Peyton Manning was on. Oh, really? Have you heard this story? Uh-uh, so Pete I have not. Lee was... I, Pete Leeds was telling us this story. I, I, and I, if Pete's listening, if it wasn't you, I'm sorry. Of course sorry. he's listening. <laughs> uh, please shoot me a text. Right, right. Let me know who this was. Right. Because he's got the most interesting Bob and Tom story. He's like, I'm sitting in the green room. Peyton Manning's on with them. Sure. And obviously it's Peyton Manning's wife who's in the green room with him and she's just sobbing she's like I just I know he's cheating on me and all these. Oh, and we had this agreement before we married that like if he was in a different city like, like holy shit wow. athletes are fucking crazy wow. like I signed up for this but I thought yeah. maybe I could change him you're like oh no. my god wow <laughs> It's like I, I love stories like that, letting you know that people are fucking scumbags. Right. right? Like, it's well, just, what's uh, great. is really interesting is Pete Henson, he goes, I think, you know, we all know who Pete Lee is. He's yeah. just like, I think just by the way I look, she was like, he's not going to say anything. Right, right, right. <laughs> this, is so, this guy is normally, he's filling this room with bottles of water. She, yeah, I don't right. think she knew I was in the room. <laughs> right, right, I, yeah. I, uh, you know, first of all, everybody, you never want to meet your heroes. Right. Don't ever meet them because they're dicks. They yes. are straight a-holes. Yes. And uh, I know that's why there's certain people in comedy I never want to meet. Because I'm like, I enjoy your stuff. Mm-hmm. I enjoy seeing your shows. I find you very funny. Uh, but yeah, I don't want to meet you because right. I'll discover that you're you're a child molester or something like oh, that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, and, and just like over the years, just the last like five years, we've learned things about like heroes in the comedy world, like Bill Cosby yep. and Louis C.K. Yep. And just like crazy offstage stuff that they've done. And like, Jesus. Well, let me now. Let me ask you: Knowing all these things about Cosby and Louis, yeah. does this change your perception on their comedy? Like, I, I guess I've learned to separate the human from the art. Okay. And I was fortunate enough to see Cosby uh, because you're there. 102 years. I'm 102 old. years old. <laughs> I saw him the first year of Latha, so nine years right. ago I saw him. He came, he was like the big name, and I wasn't really a fan of Cosby, like the comedy. Like, to me, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's all clean, and he's sitting down, he's telling stories, like it wasn't my cup of tea, but I got a ticket to go, like I had to stand in the back, but I, I, st- I stood in the back and I watched, and he sat down the entire time and straight murdered. Right. And it was amazing to see. And at that time, I would have told anyone, I've changed, I'm a convert, I will tell you to go see him, and you're going to love him too. Yep. And it was weird how he had this like magic over people. Right. It was amazing. I loved it. Um, and so when I heard you know, he did all the awful things that he did, I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I mean, I'm not going to go back and re-listen to any Cosby right. CDs or albums or whatever that I have, but it's just like, oh, God records. damn it, records <laughs> on the, my Vitrola. And then um, with Louie, it's weird. I never was really a fan of Louie. Like, I get why people liked him, but it wasn't 
for me so much, and I don't know why, because he would think me being as old as I am would be in his demo, right? Yeah. Like this is he's, he's appealing to 102 year olds. Exactly. Um, so, but I had heard that same year, the first year of Laugh Fest, that was when I was told about weird things with Louie and his sex life. Like I was told, how it was phrased to me was like he would go work a club, he would work the, the Louie bin in Tulsa. Yep. And then the show would be over, and then he would go up to a waitress and be like, Hey, uh, do you want to go back to the room with me? And then uh, I'm just going to jerk off. Like, you don't have to take off your clothes or anything. You just got to be there. And to me, it was always kind of like, I mean, that's fucking weird as shit. Like, right. I don't understand why that's floating your boat. But, uh, okay. And it, they always made it sound like it was very consensual and straightforward or whatever. And I'm like, all right. So, but then you find out more that it's, you know, he was doing it with comics that he was bringing on the road, and it was definitely power play, and uh, some more oddness like that, and you're like, ah, fucking Jesus, so. Um, But there's the talk of Louie coming back. Right. And I'll tell people, uh, if someone thinks they can make a buck off of you, it's going to happen. And right. Louis clearly still has a fan base. We're like, yeah, I don't give a shit what the fuck he did, yeah. right? Uh, he's not in jail, so it must be okay. Uh, so people will go see him. And I'm like, I, I won't, but I never did in the first place. Right, right. So I'm not saying that he can't get on stage, but I'm just saying, you know, money, money talks. And there's people out there who are going to pay money to see him. There's a lot of hacks out there that I hate, but people are going to pay to go see him, so they're going to keep getting work. Yeah. I saw we saw a guy on the Carnival cruise ship. Oh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I think was I telling this to you yesterday? Yes, where, yeah, a little like, bit. Yeah, where afterwards he did a half an hour, and I looked at Abby and I went, I didn't like that. Yes. I go, and I went. I felt that I had so much better material than it that could keep the crowd rolling for this half an hour. Right, right. And I went the first bit that he did I went I've heard that before I'm like that's somebody else's bit right and I'm like yes. oh no Carnival got screwed yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always amazing to me how many people think that comedy is just about telling jokes and it, they don't understand like I like when you're a karaoke singer you can go sing whatever the hell you want right but when you're in an open mic you can't tell other people's jokes you right. have to tell your own jokes so that's what I always tell new people, like, write about you, right. write about your stories, things that you've done and seen or whatever. Don't write, like, this new girl back in Grand Rapids was trying to write about politics. I'm like, why Why are you doing that? Like, you don't like politics, and you don't want to do this daily topical horseshit. That's not you. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you're right. But she's like, but that's what I thought people want to hear. I'm like, no, they want to hear about you and your stories and your yeah. weird observations. One time I heard a guy literally do a Bill Hicks bit, like, word for word. Like, he didn't even change oh. a thing. And it was uh, it was weird because, like, everyone in the room knew what was going on. We all recognized that this was not his bit, that he did not write it. Even the audience? Or... You know, I don't know if the non-comics did or not, but all the comics in the room did. Because you're dealing with, like, one of the most famous comedians for comics in the yeah. world. And uh, so after the show, I wanted to grab him and just be like, hey, man, I know you're relatively new. I don't know if you know this or not. You can't do other people's bids, right? Like, give him the benefit of the doubt, of, like, not accusing him of being a thief or whatever. But, hey, man, you can't do that. But he left. You know, he, like, immediately after set left. So I don't know if he knew that we all kind of caught him in the act or what. Right. So I shot him a message on Facebook, and I was like, hey, man, just giving you a tip here. Like, you got to come up with your own stuff. 
And that motherfucker went off on me. Oh, I love those. He accused me. uh, He's like, I did not steal this. And I'm like, dude, like, I showed him a link of, like, it was word for, like, even there was a point where Bill, like, spit, and he did that, too. Oh, my God. Yes, it was very, very strange. And then the story changed of, like, well, I bought bought the joke from uh, a homeless guy. I'm like, so you're telling me a homeless guy? wrote a Bill Hicks bit. It, it just was all very weird, and I just... Oh, I'm came. cringing right now. <laughs> it, it was very strange to me, and I'm like, listen, I'm trying I'm just trying to be helpful to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not attacking you, and I'm not blasting you on social media. I'm sending you a private message about this. And so needless to say, I was like, all right, we're, we're good, man. Do, do what you need to do. And he really has never done anything anyway, and he was a bit of a, a lunatic, so shockingly. Right. There's no lunatics in comedy. Right. What? <laughs> Get out. Speaking of lunatics and comedy, I need to understand the complete uh, full story of uh, Jeremy Piven, your opportunity <laughs> with that. Because, uh, and nothing against Jeremy, I've never seen him, I've right. never met him, I, I don't really know a ton about him, but there's so many celebrities kind of like of his status who are now attempting comedy. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to me, because it's almost like a cash grab. Yeah. Of like, I have fame in something else, right. and now I'm going to tell jokes. My so, how do I how do I begin with this? Is I was in St. Louis for a work meeting. Oh, cool. And I was with a, a couple of uh, coworkers uh, who have become like cl- as close as family to me. Cool. And, Great. Uh, it was after our, our conference, and they all said, hey, we're in town for another night. Um, what are you doing? And I said, I'm thinking about going to see uh, Piven at Helium. Do you guys want to go? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, cool. I'm like, would it be funny if I sent Jeremy a tweet and asked for stage time? Right. And because, you know, through conversations, they found out I like to tell jokes. And right. I like to right. tell jokes. <laughs> Tell some funnies. <laughs> you know, uh, brushing elbows with some of the some comics. Right. And uh, so I sent him a tweet. And about three hours later, we're sitting at dinner, and it's about a half an hour before the show. Oh, wow. And it was that my, close. It was huh? that close. Wow. My phone literally goes off at the dinner table once. And I'm like, ah, ignore it. And then it goes off again. And then again. I'm like, okay, what the hell's going on? And I went, Somebody's dead. Like that's immediately uh, right. what yes, I thought. Yes, so always I flipped over my phone and I went, "Holy fuck, guys! I gotta go." And they're like, "What?" I'm like, "I just got seven minutes in front of Jeremy Piven's show. I need to go." Like, I go. I, I need to go find a, spy, a space where I can uh, sit down and I can think. I can write. I, I'm like, I, I gotta go and figure out what I'm gonna do. And immediately, all these nerves started hitting me. Yeah. Like I get yeah. outside. I call my dad, who's a big, you know. Piven fan because yeah. he loves John Cusack movies and you know they're just like this is fucking crazy uh, well my dad doesn't say fuck <laughs> he's like this is crazy go out there you kill it crush it I'm like yeah. okay I'm gonna do my best and then I'm trying to call my wife and I'm like Abby I just got the biggest moment and she's not responding to me so I send her a text I'm like I'm opening for Jeremy Piven right. she's like don't fuck up we're her exact <laughs> words and it sounds more like your dad right exactly <laughs> Who listens to your podcast? Yeah, good for uh, him. <laughs> He's one of the six. One of the six. And uh, so it was like at that point, I forgot everything I'd ever written over 13 yeah. years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everything combined. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, my goodness. Uh, so I went I, I went to Helium, and I, I walked in there, and I, I met the um, uh, sales, uh, went to the sales booth, the ticket booth, and uh, she walked me downstairs, and 
got me to the green room. So, Malin, Crazy. if you're listening, uh, thank you. Uh, Kudos. She got me to, yep, she gave me a pen and paper so I could just, like, write and try to remember where I'm going with things. And uh, things are coming, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's good for tonight. I'm like, I only got seven minutes. I got to bring my A shit, you know? Yeah, and then, uh, hard. Yeah, and so... Uh, I get down there and I'm sitting there and I'm talking to the, the opener and Kenny Kynes was there. Do you know Kenny Kynes? I do not. Kenny Kynes is a comic uh, from St. Louis as well. Okay. So he was featuring for uh, for uh, Jeremy and then Jeremy comes walking in with this smoking hot blonde and he's like, this is my granddaughter. Uh, <laughs> what? So, he's uh, 102 as well. He's 102. But oh, here's what I'm going to say about Jeremy Pippen. He's a good looking man. Is he? Okay. Uh, on All television. Right. Okay. And when you meet him in person, you're just like, I might go gay. Right. right, right. <laughs> uh, I'm a touch queer right uh, now. Yeah. Well, it was it was absolutely surreal because then he started talking to me. He's like, oh, you're the guy. He's like, that takes fucking balls. And so he's like talking me up now. Right. And then all of a sudden, like, as he's going, like, that takes balls to ask for stage time from awesome. me and, you uh, know, just from anybody. And uh, he goes, uh, go out there and just kill it. And immediately I went, oh, this is game six of the NBA finals. I'm Michael Jordan. I'm like, we're not going to game seven. Everything immediately came right back to me. I'm like, I'm a stand-up comic. This is what I do. Right, right, right. Um, so I go off. I, I do my seven minutes fucking kill I mean, nice I killed nice. Like, that was the first time in a long time that I walked off stage where I went from start to goddamn finish I had them in the boom 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 fucking hand yeah Beautiful joke after feeling. joke after joke yeah. where I like I could have paused to let them laugh more but I'm like no I've got seven minutes <laughs> I'm gonna do a half an hour yes. in seven minutes <laughs> yes. I'm cramming it all and stop laughing it's not all my timing yeah yeah so I go back there, and then I have Jeremy sign my set list, and he and I are just talking. Right, we're in the green room for yeah. we're in the green room for 45 minutes. I, instead of me going to see the show, I'm just talking to him, and I'm like, "So, uh, Jeremy, I've heard that you wanted to get into stand-up. I'm like, I, I, I go from my understanding, you were doing some things at Second City. He goes, "You know, I went there. He goes, I never did stand-up. I wanted to I wanted to get into this. I wanted to try something new. Um, you know, I, it's like I still got to work. Um, yeah." Uh, he's like it's a new challenge for me and he was the most one of the most nicest guys I've ever met I mean absolutely incredible at one point I I just like left him alone because he's writing in his his journal and he uh, he looks up for me he's like I got this bit and I'm trying to find who's a hairy celebrity. And so he and I are wa- running off each other, like the hairiest celebrities that we know. And I'm yeah. like, Alec Baldwin, you know? Yeah. And like, uh, he goes out there and he, he does the bit. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, I just workshopped with Jeremy uh, uh, And I just great. helped Jeremy Pippen. Cool, man. It. Very cool. Um, and, you know, it was just really cool. It, it was one of the most surreal experiences. And it was like right after that, I I called Abby uh, and, and I told her, I went, comedy's never going to go away for me. Yeah. And like, yeah. I, it, it changes. Like, yeah. Like I was telling you, I took a break last year um, or over the last year to just kind of refresh my mind and figure out, is this what I want to do? And I'm like, I'll never cheat on my wife, but comedy's my mistress. Right. <laughs> you right. Know? Like yeah, sometimes right. that feeling of getting off stage is better than sex. This is my side chick. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so that's, I'm back. I'm back. I'm because back, of, baby. Uh, because of how good it felt opening Amazing. for Jeremy. So, uh, Do you think you would have come back if you hadn't, if he had never responded to your tweet and you leave St. Louis and you come back to Sioux Falls? Would you have found that spark? I don't think so. I don't think so. I was I was seriously on a on a page where 
uh, in my mind, I didn't know. I didn't know what was going to make me happy with jokes anymore. Yeah. You know, um, what that what that St. Louis seven minutes told me is that people want to see me, um, and that I have I have it, that I have a gift that I can use that doesn't just make me feel better, yeah. but it's making a lot of other people feel better. You know, like that uh-huh. seven minutes. I felt like I ruled the goddamn world, you know? Sure. Um, so ever since then, I've been trying to, to one, get back to uh, get back to Helium. They, they said cool. get, they wanted my info. And so I gave them my info. I've been emailing them back and forth. Nice. I haven't heard back from them. I'm just trying to Keep like, on it, man. Keep yeah, on I'm like, it. I just want to get in there. Uh, I've, I've emailed uh, and sent, um, you know, sent 30-minute sets to a bunch of other clubs saying, I can feature. Yeah. I've been doing this for 13 years. Sure. I don't need to be a host or an MC. And right. I'm like, but I can feature for you. I'm like, I'm you a solid 30. I'm like, here, yeah, I'm like, here's 30 minutes. Sweet. Let's let's do this. So I'm like, I want to get back into to being that feature. Um, I feel like, I, it, like I'm ready for that again. And so, uh, you know, it's the last year taking... Uh, things that I've written saying, oh, I think this could be a bit. I think this sure. could be a bit. And then always the write couple, everything down. Yeah, always. Uh, the, then the last couple of weeks, just getting back on stage and open breaking it and, yeah. and saying I need to do it. And you know, just like you had said earlier in our in our uh, show that you go to open mics and you're like, I'm better than some of these people. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm not better than all of the comics in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm on the level, uh, same level as, as some of them. Sure. I know that there are a couple that are, are, are better than me. Uh, and I know that I'm better than some of them too. But uh, I think it, it all goes back to I have this respect for, for them to go out there and, and try this craft and, and so forth that I should be going back out there and trying this again too. So, you know, I might not go to every open mic, but I'm going to go out there. Do what makes you happy. Yes. If it's not, and again, it, there's no shame in like, ah, this comedy's not working out, or I'm not enjoying it, because I've, I've done that for myself. I was, I've backed off a ton of doing stuff in the local scene in Grand Rapids, because yep. I just wasn't getting any fun of being yeah. out till 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night on a Tuesday, yep. and I'm telling jokes essentially for other comics or whatever, and I'm like, that's what I always hated too. You know, whatever it is, what it is, and when and when you're doing performing in front of for all comics, you're performing for the back of the room, and most comics have a sick sense of humor, and so what they're laughing at isn't what the front of the room is going to laugh right. at. Right. And who's paying bills for you? It's the front of the room. Yep. I don't give it. Like I want comics to laugh at me, but yes. if they don't, they can fucking they can suck it. Suck it. They can suck it. <laughs> so. You know. So it's just one of those things. So enjoy what you do. And, and even if it changes right. to, I'm, I'm going to take an improv class. I'm going to do some sketch writing. I'm going to focus on the podcast or whatever. Right. Just do that, man. And there's no shame in it at all. I mean, big time comics ch- kind of change things up for themselves. Yeah. So, oh. Yeah. It, you know, and it, what's what's funny is that it's, I used to be like, here's a joke, here's a joke, here's a joke. And now what I've tried to do is create better segues where it all just kind of fleshes together where it's not me going, here's a joke, here's a joke, here's a joke. It's me telling a story. Yes. You know. And that's genius. And I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be Berbiglia. I don't want it to be like that. But I want it to be. Casey. Casey. Casey, man. Yeah. Like, Abby and I took uh, marriage counseling for three years. Okay. You know, and I I had a session with with my, um, 
with the therapist at one point. This isn't a true story, but I'm like, I turned this into a story. Sure. And she's just like, what would 10-year-old Casey be proud of? You know, big Casey for him. Like, 10-year-old Casey would be proud of uh, Casey's big old dick. You know? <laughs> I was like, I like to make things awkward. Have an air horn. Burn, burn, burn. I like to make things awkward for people. So yeah. I try to create this, like, awkward st- awkward story about, like, I'm not like every other person. Like, I like paranormal investigation shows. I know it's all bullshit, but I'm like, that shit makes me laugh. I'm like, I enjoy myself with them. Like, let's Great. make fun of that. Yeah. I'm like, my grandfather died. I ruined the funeral. True story. There I ruined you go. the there funeral. You. I'm like, people can relate to that too. That's yeah, great. Yeah, I've been married for 10 years. You know, it's like, yeah, cool, believe man. me. I mean, Abby and I have been intimate where I've laughed the entire way through. <laughs> My parents are going to listen. They're going to go, okay. <laughs> and we're going to go listen to Stu's podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. Time to hit the stop button. A little Google searching. <laughs> the Elemental Podcast. Elemental Podcast. That's right. Funny. So, um... Before we wrap up, I want to I want to talk to you about your set last night. Oh, because, okay. All right. Uh, you were the one who laughed. You were the one. I want to say that it, like uh, uh, I I just learned about this this uh, run the light. Uh, yeah, it was challenge. an interesting it, it show. It was a very interesting show. So yes. she was on this uh, show last night called Run the Light, where you're you get seven minutes. Seven minutes. And then at seven minutes, the red light goes on, and you get three more minutes. But at the red light, you get a, you can be heckled yes. by anybody. Yes, and the chaos ensues. So prior to the show, Stu, Louie, <laughs> and yes. I are sitting down, and we're saying all you need to do for those three minutes is just say "suck it, suck it,", suck it. just for three minutes straight. I'm like, it would be the, it's the dumbest thing in the entire world. It, it really, yeah. people are gonna be like. Yeah. This guy, is like the, the suck it guy. <laughs> suck it. This is also a about t-shirt that says suck, suck it. it. <laughs> Buy the shirt from your back, suck it. <laughs> you can, you've got X-Pac That's right, yeah. <laughs> coming after you train this suit. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, so this washed up wrestler. Super funny. So Stu goes up on stage and you tell this amazing bit about going skydiving. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, fun bit. After every after every punchline, you go suck it suck subliminally, it. like to the point where people are like, "Did he just say suck it?" And I think you got it out like nine, ten, oh, eleven, sure. twelve at times, least, like, something like least, that. Yes. Every single time, it progressively got better because the only two people in the crowd who knew exactly what you were doing were right. Louie yeah, and myself, yeah. and yes. we were laughing so fucking hard. I was in tears because yeah. it's. It's the dumbest thing. Yes. Like, there's nothing to it. There's, right. there's no substance right. to that no. joke. It's just it's stupid. It's, it's just goofy fun. It's just, it, it, that's exactly. And it was it. goofy fun for me. Like, it's I didn't stupid. care if anyone else in the room got it. Like, I knew you two would, but no one else got it. And people are like, he, he keeps saying suck it. Like, yeah, I don't know why I'm doing it either. Whatever. And I, I love that. It's oh, uh, yeah, it fun. Um, have you seen Adam Sandler's 100% Fresh? I, I've seen bits of it. I haven't seen all of it. I know I need to. Okay. I heard it's amazing. Love it. Absolutely love yes. it. And the reason why is because it's goofy. It's yeah. silly. And there's no agenda. There's nothing. There, there's really, honestly, nothing to it. It's just, this is me and this is what makes me laugh. I'm just going to go up there and be goofy for an hour and a half. And that, like, but that's Adam Sandler. That's and, who he is. That's what you It expect. reminded me of his old comedy albums from the 90s. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah. And yeah. I went. The goat and whatever. Yep. Yeah. Fucking goat, man. 
it was it was great and I was like I want to I want that and like I just I want to have just like let's just go up and just be silly be goofy I'm like you know what? Nobody said a Trump joke yesterday. Thank Do you know God. how how refreshing that was over a we, ninety? It minute wasn't show? an open mic. It, right, right. <laughs> but nobody did a political joke. Yes. Everybody, everybody went up there, and yeah. it, it was completely different. I mean, I don't think I've ever laughed at a rape joke <laughs> until Harper went up. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. Yeah. You know, and she caught me. She called me out because I was the one. And she's like, "You laughed way too hard at it." I'm like, "I laughed way too hard at it because it came out of fucking nowhere." Good, and it, yeah. it got me good, you know. And I'm like, "I will laugh at things that are completely inappropriate." I'm like, "Because they are funny." Yes. You know? So it, we we had that conversation. The, the thing that I've enjoyed about this fest, and most fests in general, is that people come from all over. Like there's a, a guy from uh, Austin. There's yep. San Diego, Atlanta. There's me and Louie from Michigan. There's Who? a guy from Boston. <laughs> Who fucks Louie? Who? And that so it's just, is he still hung up? I didn't even hear him get in. I, I went to the bathroom at three, and he still wasn't back. So I don't oh, know. Jesus. I don't know when he rolled out of town. So he's he's doing his thing. But um, he's still at Icon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, sir, you need to leave. Uh, yeah, there's not even music playing. He's just. Like, we are. We're calling the cops. You gotta go, buddy. <laughs> we're gonna turn on the internet. And it's gonna show that there's a standoff at Icon. <laughs> Serial dancer, just totally He's shirtless in his underwear. It's, it just, but it's, everyone uh, has is done really well. Like no one's yep. really bad, and I, and I like the fact like the, it, people need to realize like comedy doesn't happen in L.A. and New York. Right. Yeah, there's concentrated in. things, and like that's where stuff happens. Yeah, but there are very funny people who live in Atlanta, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Who are those funny right? people in Grand Rapids, Michigan? Uh, not me. They didn't come to this fest, but uh, so that's why I enjoy it. Yeah, it's good. It's fun to see. It's fun to see. I like I like knowing I can hold I can hold up against whatever. So. Right. Very cool. Thanks, man. Thanks how are you, for having how me on are the you podcast. Feeling? Feeling I'm feeling good? good, man. I'm a little hungover. Like I essentially I had stopped drinking and uh, I had like maybe three last night and so uh, I'm an old man. I can't hold the booze too much anymore, but <laughs> I gotta uh, gotta go to Kevin's class today and we'll work it out, man. I just took a uh, just did my civil duty and uh, the North Dakota and South Dakota Highway Patrol Uh-oh. got five of us drunk. To te- yeah, and then made us Test do sobriety or whatever. Yeah, it made us do sobriety uh, tests. And I found that I said I would still drive breathing at point one oh seven. Oh wow! Yeah. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you know, yeah. Uh, well, it, it's eye opening. So when you say three drinks, I'm like, yeah, that's what they told me my limit is. Like right. I can't have anything more than three drinks. Sure. So. And it was uh, over uh, several hours, or right, whatever. Right. So you know, I was trying. I'm not like I didn't pound three. In but you're a hundred and two years old. I'm two years old. Five hundred pounds. <laughs> it's a weird look, everybody. It's a weird old man look. <laughs> we had to roll you into the <laughs> roll you into the lobby this that's morning. Right. So, um, if you're feeling good, I, I'm feeling good as well. Uh, yeah. I like to, and uh, I want to. If you you want to plug anything, promote. I mean, if people want to listen to the Elemental podcast. The what? Elemental podcast. Huh? I know, man. I know. It's a dumb name. It. It's a stupid, <laughs> stupid name. I, that's why I only have six listeners, and two of which are <laughs> your parents, parents. And I do appreciate that. <laughs> do appreciate that so if people want to they're, they going, can, they're going to listen to it after this I will. hope you know right. that oh absolutely there's way more swearing uh, everybody it is a not suitable for work 
It's essentially, it is me. Oh, oh we swear all the time on, okay, this, okay. on this show, too. It's just, we were in a hotel lobby, so. <laughs> yeah, we kind of kept it. We had kids we kept here it for down a, while. a little bit. Hey, look, it's Spencer Dobson. Hey, Spencer, we're recording a podcast. We're, we're finishing it. Up. You got anything you want to promote? You got anything? Yeah, you want to promote anything? You got anything you want to promote, Spencer? Because we're just about done. SpencerDobsonComedy.com. Go to the animation page. There's a bunch of cartoons. Uh, one of them's called Clutch. Uh, it's a character I invented. If you, they're very short. If you need something to watch while you poop. And that just won an award, right? Oh, well, I also do ca- uh, cartoons of my act yeah. where I take bits from my act and animate them. And that did just win an award at the World Comedy yeah. Festival in Las Vegas, Nevada. So also check that out. Friend, friend, All right, friend. He's done. Get out of here. Yeah. Thank you for Bye. having me. Enjoy Bye, I love Spencer. Holy yeah, shit. Spencer's great. How I long mean, has he been sitting there? He's been so know. quiet. Everybody's like locked in their stuff, so I'm just... He's minding, he's minding his own. Getting his breakfast on. So, I would, yeah, that's it. I would tell people to go like the, the podcast. I got some other projects. I've, I've written a sketch CD. I okay. just need to figure out when I'm going to produce it or put it out. And I'm working on a humor book. And I'm do you need a prologue? A, it can do a prologue for yeah, the sketch sure, CD. Yeah, sure. When it's done. When it's done. If you want to write something for me, you can do that. And then I uh, I have my writing on a script about working at a deli in a grocery store. Okay. That sounds very real, Stu. I, I have done that. So, yeah, it's a little too close to home, everybody. So uh, uh, there's stuff in the hopper, but none of it will ever happen. You want to talk yeah. about Laugh Fest? Yeah, Laugh Fest is coming up. Uh, I don't know if anyone lives in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area, but Laugh Fest happens March 7th through 17th. It's a the 10-day comedy festival. All proceeds from the festival go towards Gilda's Club, yep. which is an agency Wonderful. that helps people deal with grief and loss issues surrounding cancer. And all the services they provide are free. So they rely on donations and yep. volunteers, things of that nature. Yep. So uh, this is year nine. So it's been going great. A lot of good acts this year. We got uh, Brian Regan is coming in. He's doing the signature event. Lonnie Love. So that Allie means Zimmerman's Long, coming? Joel no. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe. He's, he's done the festival before, too. Yep. Um, so maybe he'll come. It, it's the signature event, so normally it's just the one main act. Yeah. Like they've had Seth Meyers, they've had Betty Wright, yeah. they've had some weird people. Trevor Noah came out, so some, some good people. So it's very solid stuff. But then there's opportunities for people uh, to do the community showcases. So it's people who aren't necessarily famous, not saying they're not funny, but they're, they don't have that stature yet. And uh, they can come out and perform too. So I've encouraged people who live in the Midwest to come out and see the shows. I'd encourage comics who live in the Midwest to come out and do the shows. It'll be next year, year 10. This year we're closed. All right. But, uh, next, I am next applying year, next Casey, year. Yeah, man. I'll, I'll remind, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, man, i got to do it. I'm like, next year's the year because it's year 10. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a big year for a lot of stuff. So, awesome. Yes. So that, that StuMcAllister.com if they want or at StuMcAllister on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, whatever. Yeah. I'm there. Whatever. I like to land every podcast with our guest uh, sharing this. Singing a song. Uh, singing a song. Uh, we can do this together. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. What's your favorite song? Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Tragically Hip uh, band out of Canada. And uh, one of their songs is called Grace 2. I so mean, I like Grace 2. Okay. So you want to sing it? No. no. Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. But Google Tragically Hip YouTube, Spotify, uh, whatever. You'll love them. They're a great band. <laughs> I like to have every <laughs> tragically up. I'll remember. Uh, I like to uh, have everyone end with their famous last words. So uh, it, it doesn't have to be serious. It could be super funny. Sure. It could be. It could be whatever. Uh, you could just say I'm out. Right. <laughs> so, like, oh fuck, fuck! Not again. <laughs> so there we go. You're, oh fuck! Not oh, again. Oh fuck! Not again. <laughs> there we go. That's it. Thank you. Thank you, Stu.